Hi everyone, welcome to the eighth episode of the Laura Chats podcast. Today with us we got the amazing visual artist, photographer based in London, Kara Killy. How are you doing, Kara? Yeah, I'm doing really well, thank you. It's just started snowing in the UK, so I woke up to a bed of snow on the back garden, and uh, yeah, feeling feeling kind of festive. <laughs> yeah, back to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's come like a month late, but you know, can't complain. Yeah, I mean, considering the year we've been through, I mean, we can accept everything, basically. <laughs> yeah, it feels nice just to wake up and there be something new and something different. It's quite exciting, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, where are you at the moment? Are you uh, back uh, home? Are you still in London? Yeah, so I was living, I've been in London for six years and um, I moved to Notting Hill about seven months ago. And um, as all the lockdowns and things kicked off, off, I was like it's great being in London but there's nothing there so I figured right I'm gonna move back to Oxford which is where I originally came from um, save some money on rent and just save the money that I would normally spend on rent and put it into like camera lenses and like all that jazz because it's quite expensive and <laughs> if I was paying rent I can't really afford to get too much new camera gear so move back home for a little bit um, spending some time with family which I haven't done in a very long time so, so yeah, me back to Oxford. Yeah, great. I mean, it sounds very familiar with what I'm, with what I'm going through. I mean, uh, when you're in the uh, artistic and creative industry and you need to basically get some gear and it's always expensive, but you're in the most expensive scenario, which is London. So not very comfortable uh, scenario to be in a pandemic in particular. So you did the right thing, I guess. And um, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, um, current project? What are you working on? Influences? Just uh, tell us anything you would like to share about uh, what you're what you do normally. Yeah, so job wise, um, I went into music about it would have been about three years ago and I initially started off as a music photographer, um, did a bit of videography, kind of dabbled with like bits of everything which is a very common thing in freelancers but kind of have to be good at lots of different things um, and I was taken on at a label um, on a retainer to do like visual content for them and as the pandemic hit in March last year they were my only like consistent client so I said to them guys like please I don't want to um not get paid for you know like the time that I'm spending in the pandemic is there any way that I can work potentially for label or do something just to carry on you know working and they ended up taking me on working at the label and because it's quite a small team it means that I get to do loads of different things I get to work on like artist um, development like social media digital marketing doing like lots of bits and bobs so yeah started off initially as a photographer and then now working at a record label but still doing freelance shoots on my side as well yeah so you're you're becoming like an a now <laughs> yeah kind of I'm kind of doing just like a bit well, of everything so <laughs> just start the gigs it sounds to me like being an a and but that's it sounds very 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 interesting because i've always been interested in this sort of uh career as well since you know making music these days <laughs> doesn't pay off too much if you're a um, not established artist so there's always many ways to you know uh, do several uh, always creative things like related to music and uh, visuals so good to know and um so I know this is a very difficult question, but I very 
you know, I like this quite a lot. I mean, I'm a fan of, you know, uh, one sentence, one word um, that basically sum up your project artistically because it, it just tells anyone and everyone who you are basically one word to describe your visual artist project if there's one have you have you ever thought about it yeah so oh it's hard to sum up in one word but i know i think i think i would say authentic because so that's photography right because i've always had um like a passion about creating images which really showcase the person for who they are rather than like adding loads and loads of filters to it and over editing and stuff. I want it to always be authentic to the person and to capture the personality. So I'd say authentic. Well, authentic is one of the most important um, aspects to consider in um, in art. So being authentic and so be um, confident with what you do, I say is is very important. If you if you're not authentic and confident, self confident. Can do the, all of this, um, all of these jobs basically. So yeah, that's a very, that's a very honest answer, and I really like it. So um, and now there's another <laughs> very tricky question: <laughs> Why did you decide to become a photographer? I mean, there might be like several uh, answers, but it's like you can, you can, you can answer as much as you like. You can always, um, you know, throw back at you know when you uh, started out being passionate about photography. So. You know, there's there's many ways to answer it, but like, why did you decide to um, become a photographer, visual artist, being so passionate about music as well? Yeah, good question. So I found photography when I was about, I was really young, I was about 13, and I found this photographer who was based in Australia, and she was a year older than me, she was 14, and she's called Naomi Hakansen, and I just became obsessed with her work and I thought everything that she was doing was so moving and so beautiful and it inspired me so much that someone just a year older than me was doing all this like insane work and she ended up booking like to shoot the diesel campaign when she was 16 and just all of her work just it made you really feel something it's like cliche as it might sound like it kind of just made me stop and think about the image and it just made everything slow down and I was like oh my gosh if I can create something which inspires other people as much as she inspired me and like moved me then that's such like a nice feeling to have and um yeah so I just followed her work for like years and years and ended up going to university but it was to study fashion promotion so it wasn't actually anything to do with music and I ended up very fortunately having a group of very beautiful friends who I started to like take photos of and it was so much fun, we'd always like meet up and do like little shoots together and stuff and when I went into my final year of uni I was like right I'm gonna start really trying to put together a portfolio here and start to like reach out to people which I didn't personally know because I figured that you know like it's all well and good shooting my friends but if I can start working with people who I don't personally know it's gonna make me grow so much more as an artist and I thought, right, who, who follows me on Instagram, who I can reach out to, who is in music, because I wanted to like dabble into a different industry. Yeah. Um, 
and there was a guy called uh, Matt DeFritis who is like he used to be called Roll Up Hills on Instagram. He had like quite a big following and stuff. He went on the X Factor, and I thought, right, I'm going to reach out to him, just offer him a free shoot. Like he's probably not going to see it, um, and I ended up shooting him. Oh. And it, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh my god, he replied. This is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, we ended up doing a shoot um, on the King's Road in Chelsea, and I was so nervous. Um, but yeah, we got some like pretty good shots. I was kind of happy with him. And he ended up uploading some of the, some of the photos, which meant that a few of his followers um, followed me. And this one girl followed me, who um, I could see, but also had a like a, a music project. And I reached out to her, like, oh hey, like you know, like do you need any um, free photos? I just want to meet new people in music, and I just want to build a portfolio. And she was like, oh, I'm I'm all good, but I actually work for a label. Like, here's some artists for you to shoot. And from that, I ended up shooting my first paid gig, which was for an Irish country singer called Catherine McGrath. Catherine McGrath. But yeah, so I ended up um, shooting her gig at The Social, which is in um, Oxa Circus. And it just suddenly snowballed. Like, I met so many amazing people. Um, there's a guy called Dylan who has been such like a rock in this industry and like helping me out. And he's a similar age to me. And he really like taught me a lot about music and how to go about even like shooting festivals, like how how I should go about um, reaching out to people, how it all works. Um, so from that one gig, I met such a lovely group of people who really have helped me, um, yeah, go into what I'm doing now. And it's ended up being a full-time job, which is just, it blows my mind that something that made me so happy could actually be a job. Yeah, you feel that sort of gratitude uh, because you have a dream and then you uh, start connecting with it because I feel it's all about connections these days and not just about content, it's about feeling with the others, um, the passion of doing uh, your job, which is um, related with music and arts and fashion. And then I really liked your uh, journey so far because it sounds very genuine and uh, mm -hmm. legitimate as well because uh, you start um, connecting with people and then because of this connection you end up being working with other people for labels and then it, it sounds like you're growing up and uh, step by step which is what I wish to everyone because uh, you're learning step by step the process of becoming a professional visual artist or an artist because this is a very similar path to each of um, uh, each of us in the music industry so that's why I, I like to you know keep this podcast open to any any uh, person creative related so that we do understand I mean for all our listeners who are not so into uh, the music industry I mean all the behind the scenes process because uh, we normally see the end products I mean the audience mm -hmm. always see the end products but they don't know how <laughs> we actually uh, got there and they don't realize that the process which is behind i mean art sometimes seems like an abstract thing that comes up you wake up and you do it no it's just <laughs> completely the opposite because we're normal people yeah. as well and we do all of these things and we struggle but we struggle so much at doing these things step by step but when we realize at some point oh actually i'm becoming you know the person that i've I'm talking about job-wise, obviously, the person I've wanted to, you know, be in, and I'm feeling grateful for it, even though we're in a scenario which is probably not helpful at all, but still look back at probably a couple of years ago and realize what you've done. Well, this is according to my 
opinion what has and what is helping me out to you know stay active and and positive these days mm. yeah and it's like you mentioned there about um people's journeys and the behind the scenes of stuff and that's something that i find so special about the job is that i've worked with a lot of artists right from right from the beginning and it's been so lovely to see them develop and you know they're, they're really going for their dream and to to be able to capture that and I think my favourite thing to shoot is behind the scenes for like video shoots or um, yeah. like big production shoots and it's it's so lovely to capture moments which they might not necessarily see so I'm just like taking a moment putting it into a picture and then you know obviously sending it to them after and they're going to have that document for hopefully for the rest of their life, if they like it, <laughs> if they like the shot. Um, so it's it's a really like fulfilling job just to uh, just document someone's journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, taking a picture, capturing a moment and, and then let's see what happens. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. quite it's quite magical because um, it's unpredictable. You don't know, maybe you've just taken a picture that will make the history, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and a lot of the time, like the good shots, aren't necessarily the shots that you go in looking for it ends up no. being something really yeah. like off a cuff and that's what's really special about then looking back over photos and I think a lot of photographers aren't keen on the editing process but I love it because you get to go back and see little moments which um you might not have even realized that you saw like on the set but yeah it, it makes me really happy and I miss shooting so much and I'm just so excited to get back when obviously the world opens up and stuff so yeah it's you know but we can i mean we've we've probably said this like so many times this year because we can look at this pandemic as a way to you know obviously it has affected our lives and our way that we normally work with people especially us that we basically our industry is people related so if you mm. don't if you don't connect in person if you don't interact how can you develop you, you just mentioned your your process like um, working for this other person and this other it's just about interacting and if you don't interact I mean it's not going to be the same and uh, but still because it's a temporary situation I still believe it's a temporary situation and we will mm. hopefully get back to you know the way it was um, but still in the meantime let's just look at it in a in a quite resilient way so that we can cope in different ways and um, so what about now? I mean, how are you coping as a professional visual artist these days? I mean, do you still manage to get some work done or do you take, because another very important thing is that we need to look after ourselves. And I think that we need to learn because we don't do that quite a lot. This process is trying to love ourselves for the, for the people we are with all our um, defects and positive sides as well. So, but still we need to, to be, you know present these days and find you know alternative ways to keep going basically so how is this process going with you at the moment yeah it's it's been a really weird um experience because my my usual day-to-day -day would be i would easily work with like 50 60 people a week because you work with different teams every day and it's my job is very normally it's very very social so you're always surrounded by people and it's I've been very used to not having any routine and just expecting the unexpected and a lot of the time I won't have jobs until like the day before or even like the day of. So yeah. just suddenly have a situation where I don't have like loads of crazy last minute things coming up. It has been a massive adjustment and 
I think anyone that knows me personally is like I like that like crazy all over the place like don't know what I'm doing not having a routine and stuff so it's been a big learning curve learning to like take a step back and like just recentering and yeah. trying to figure out you know like even just I've been trying to put together more of a routine and so for example what really helps me is every morning I spend half an hour get like a nice cup of coffee or a green tea <laughs> and I just I, I have a journal and it just has um loads of happy memories from like whichever year and I spend half an hour every day just like writing down happy memories and it puts me in a really good headspace for the day and it's just finding like it's finding happiness and like little bits and bobs and knowing that the world is going to come back to you know you prepare for it again. yeah so I think for me it's been trying to find some kind of routine um and yeah, just, just could, like connecting with people still. Like I know it's obviously over Zoom and it, it does feel a little bit like Black Mirror, but it's been important. Um, to even even small things like keeping your sleeping pattern like kind of similar and it sounds a bit boring, but like drinking enough water, like eating well, exercising, just all the basics. Oh. I think if all the basics are on- We like, undervalued all of these things, I guess yeah absolutely and like i know that so i have like a list of things which i took off each day um when i accomplish them that's another really good thing is at the moment because there isn't many like we're not i don't know like we can't say oh i'll just play the gig tonight but if you have a list of things like even just going for a walk or even just exercising or writing in your journal if you take it off you have that sense of like achievement for the day yeah so yeah so just just bringing it all back and um finding happiness in the little things so yeah that's really helps me yeah something for example that we didn't do so much um, back in the days it was procrastinating because we were so keen on mm. doing things and and you know you know like achieve all the ordinary goals that we might have every every single day but still if you don't procrastinate if you don't take some moments off which is it can be anything like <laughs> having a walk um or you know mm. meet with someone and uh, have a chat like in person <laughs> as we do now because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't replace that sort of warmth um like a, a good friend of mine said a video chat will never replace a hug but still oh god no <laughs> <laughs> but still you know i i really i really do have and this is one of my biggest hope for when this is over that we will learn the lesson and we will not get back because if you look back at the history of you know mankind when we've done things terrible things like wars and you know some other terrific um, actions that happened like yeah like i said already wars poverty but you know after all of those things uh, ceased then we got back to you know the same uh, way as we were before and we tend to forget what we mm. learned so i really do hope that we will not forget what we've been through and that we will you know learn something and then try to avoid mistakes that we used to make before yeah well even even things like london is so unbelievably fast-paced and so is the music industry and I know that as soon as I graduated and I went into music full time, I I genuinely didn't have a time just to stop and think. Like I was working near enough every single day. If I wasn't editing, I was shooting, and then if I wasn't shooting, I was 
I don't know on a tour like it, it's been so fast paced and so crazy for so long mm. it's been the first time I've like just fully switched off because I think that the times that I would stop and like try and chill out um during these like crazy periods I would end up having quite a big burnout and it would be the burnout that would make me stop because yeah, that would hit yeah. me to be like right Kari you need to just chill and just stop working for a little bit so yeah I've really just taken time to figure out yeah. what makes what makes me happy what doesn't make me happy even like friendships I've, I've put so much more effort into my friendships in the last six months like more than I ever have done and I think that's so important is having just good people around you so yeah. it goes a long way your vibe attracts your tribe so <laughs> I've got a great I've got a really great group of um group of friends which I'm very fortunate to have very important to have you know people I mean whatever you do but if you're surrounded with people that care about you not only for what you do but for who you are then it makes your life so much more successful for me it's not about the things that you achieve to do it's about the way you you end up being I mean the way you evolve as a person and mm. the, what you learn and then and then you learn not just from yourself but from the artist and then it starts you know becoming like a very um inspiring um, environment and this is exactly when successful achievements happen so yeah i totally relate with that because still we need to separate you know life and work even though our jobs are very you know influenced by our life still <laughs> there have to be some moments when we split these things okay now i need to switch off and do something that is not necessarily related music or shooting or anything because um, <laughs> there's still something else we have to do because otherwise we burn out and when we burn out we end up being so uh, you know unproductive mm, yeah well last when was it it was god it's, it's not last summer it was summer before so uh 2019 i ended up doing 16 festivals and it was near enough every weekend i was away shooting and if I wasn't shooting then I was editing and um they like the, the band I was a very player set and then we'd do all the networking bits and bobs and enjoy part of the festival but then when we were back um traveling I'd then be like editing and as soon as we got back to so just to like put it into perspective we would usually do a show either Friday and Saturday or Friday and Sunday and if it was within maybe like two, three hours of London, we would just drive there, play the show um, and drive back. And there were some shows, for example, in we played Kendall Calling, um, went up to Kendall, which is like a seven hour drive. We'd camp there um, and then come back. And then I'd be editing usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when I'd be back in London and then we'd do it again the following weekend. And it got so, it's mad like I didn't ever feel knackered when I was on tour but then as soon as I got home um after like the, the four months of it I got so unbelievably ill because I'd finally slowed down my body was like right you can't just run off adrenaline anymore you need to just stop <laughs> and um yeah I got very ill and I got serious festival blues <laughs> because <laughs> that was like my lifestyle for such a, a long period of time and yeah. um to just suddenly not be able to go out because I was so ill. Um, just made me think, right, okay, cool. You do need to take this is at when least you, a day. This is when you like, think about, yeah, exactly. This is when you think about actually routines work. Mm. 
Well, also, like, even so, with music, there's a massive drink culture, and I made a very um, I kind of gave myself a pat talk before doing all these shows that, right, okay, you can have like a beer or something, but try and have as many days not drinking as possible because then that's yeah. gonna hopefully make, um, make you be able to, you know, one, be happier and two, go for longer. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's always that sort of turning point. Just stay mm. with one and be happy with it. But then if you, if you move forward, then you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I ended up managing it pretty well. Like, there's obviously free drinks everywhere, but I think I only got drunk maybe like twice in those four months. I was I was really strict on it. I was like, nope, I'm gonna stay as level-headed as possible. <laughs> and plus, like, I had all my camera gear on me, so I can't really afford to get drunk and then potentially fall over and smash my camera. So I was very strict on that sense. It, it sounds like the, it sounds fun for someone who was who's never been on such a situation, but still. If you if you do that on average, like on a regular basis, then it, it's not as cool as as it seems, like you said. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we need to look after ourselves. And um, even though when we're like doing you know, tours and festivals and you're playing live and you basically interact because still <laughs> it's about yeah. interacting, right? So socializing, you don't realize mm. all of these uh, all of these things. And uh, yeah, anyway, now we can do that. So. <laughs> We can <laughs> we can just think about all those happy memories and um, and realize why we should be grateful for even even today. Yeah. So yeah. Gotta be grateful for doing podcasts now because we're both into it. <laughs> I know you've started a podcast. I've started yeah. a podcast. It's been so it's been such a nice excuse just to catch up with people. Yeah. It's been great. Hello, stranger, and Laura Chas collaborating. Wow. Yeah, because we released our episodes pretty like yeah. similar timing wise. Yeah, when when you when you release the first but the first one, I think I didn't do it yet, but I already like recorded like uh, two or three episodes, and when I saw your your post, like, oh my god, no! What what is she going to say now? <laughs> I actually copied. I actually copied from my here. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Imagine. <laughs> yeah, you're all good. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's brought me a lot of happiness. So it's been good just like reminiscing over over good times and seeing what people are up to, and also realizing that most people are in exactly the same boat as we are. So yeah, I think I will keep doing uh, you know podcast because I like it, but I'll, I'll hopefully doing it like with the guests in the actual room. Which is mm. which is ten times better, I think. And uh, but still, yeah, I think I'm going to do that because it keeps me, you know, um, active and at the same time connected with the artists. Especially these days, it helps me like connecting with the artists um, in the in the creative industry. And because it's very tough to, you know, uh, hang out in particular and um, and stay in touch. So yeah, let's just keep this way. And uh, so we are. Um, We've talked about so many things, and I'm very glad for this time we're spending. And um, like, do you have some advice for the people that are listening to us? Like, I know it's a period of stress and struggle. But like the key to mental and physical balance these days, not just for our friends in the creative industry, but for anyone who's like probably like facing a tough time because maybe the job they're doing is not as it used to be or maybe they had to you know reskill and reboot for a temporary 
amount of time. So it's very important to keep the process, you know, between you know the balance of uh, mental and physical health. How to do that is it can be up to anyone. There's several methods. So what would be that your advice? Um, one thing that helps me is so I have so my best friend Selena Swift shout out she always tells me that so my mood is very up and down big one of my creatives so it just you know most creatives experience that but to then go (laughs) to then be put in like a pandemic I'm like oh my mood is crazy at the moment and um I'll often call her and be like Selena like I need your help and um she always says to me that you've got to think of moods you aren't the mood a mood is something that's just happening to you and it's like a cloud so your mood is like weather and some days it'll be sunny some days it'll be cloudy but you can't control it and you just have to accept it and think okay cool i might feel awful for a few hours but then it's gonna pass this isn't you and that's something that's really helped me in just putting it all into perspective and just pausing and also acknowledging that you feel like that just being okay i feel a bit stressed today but I'm acknowledging it and I'm accepting it and it will pass and that's something that I've been trying to do just to like put how up and down everything is into perspective and as well I mentioned earlier how beneficial journaling is because even okay first of all we're we're going through a massive historical moment and I have with the last year um journal entries from the beginning of a pandemic midway through um and that's something which one it's really amazing to hold on to and two i think it completely resets your mind and it makes you really think about uh, like any problems that you might have and it just gets it out it's like a it's like a form of therapy mm-hmm. so i would say for anyone just to allow 30 minutes light a candle make some like nice mood lighting in your room or something and just sit with yourself and just Think, okay how am I feeling why am I feeling this way um and that's something that I find really really helps and yeah. um and also having time with your phone I've all my social media on the weekends it's all turned on to mute I try and not scroll as well um the last week I've been really really good at not scrolling so that's that- the passive it's like to me scrolling it's like um enabling that sort of passive uh, approach to life in general because you're uh, just accepting everything and I hate it it's something that I hate about social media but still we have to absolutely and even I've so again Selena she's she's taught me so many tips but she's like why don't you just go through your Instagram and mute anything that doesn't bring you happiness positivity inspiration just have what you're viewing is what you actually want to see and I went through uh like through my Instagram feed uh, a few months ago and I did this and now if I do end up scrolling it is literally just inspiration it's what I want to see it's yeah. only positive and you just you just search something that you, that you really want to look for mm, exactly so um I think having like a more healthy relationship with social media can go a really really yeah. long way yeah, especially if you start looking into algorithms and point of view when you search for something, then you mm. open your social and then, whoa, those things pop up and because you just search for that sort of thing. So it's very mm. tricky how our you know, uh, lives are connected to 
things and people and products <laughs> it's you know quite tricky and we need to you know detach sometimes from it even though we use it for work because <laughs> i mean we both use it for working for delivering content which is yeah <laughs> I, I i like i've i've never posted so much like in 2020 and it was a challenge for me to you know keep the uh, hype and uh, release anything that is you know, meaningful to me, like doing covers and doing even Instagram reels. I've always hated these things, but <laughs> I found it like inspiring because you need to come up with creative ideas, but still mm. try to, you know, do something that is meaningful to you, even if it's like with socials, but try to avoid obviously those passive scroll and yeah. Yeah. Also another, another thing which I'm sure some people will relate to is okay so i really hate texting i'm just not a texter at all mm -hmm. and it it genuinely stresses me out and i now have a group of friends which know that if i if i take a day to reply they respect that because i think some people can get quite offended if you don't reply to them straight away but you're online or you posted a photo and stuff and i think it's so important that you prioritize your mental health in okay if i don't feel like i want to reply right now because i'm not in a good headspace don't feel the pressure to reply. Just wait until you're in a good headspace to then also also just to give like a better reply because you don't want to be replying when you're stressed. Like just wait until you're in a good headspace and your friends should respect that. And that for me has really, really helped and just not feeling that pressure to constantly be available. Yeah, I can relate with that. I mean, there's, you know, so many expectations that the others have on us and society as well has loads of expectations on people. And you need to consider the way you feel, the way you, um, like you said, you need to prioritize your, your mental health and your, uh, your personality as well, your character, because we're all very moody, especially artists. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need to, you know, make sure that we have that sort of balance that helps us mm. in order to stay in touch with the artists, but still prioritizing our time. It doesn't mean that if you haven't replied to a person, it's because you don't care about uh, that person. It's just because um, it takes time, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I'm such an advocate for promoting people not being offended by someone like leaving on red. I think it's so fine. And I would rather someone, like I'd be so upset if I was messaging people and they felt so much pressure to reply that it they sacrificed their mental health just to reply to my message. I, I know that anyone who, I think if you really need to like get through to someone and it's like serious, then give them a call. But I think in terms of like messaging and stuff, that it should be very normalized. But if someone takes a few hours to reply to you, it's nothing personal, they're just prioritizing themselves, which I think is amazing. And I think more people should do it. So. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, sometimes the more we uh, prioritize always the others, the more we start not considering ourselves as entities as well. And we need to mm. find the right amount of time for ourselves. If we just leave for the other's expectation, then we we end up being in a very dark scenario. That's my own point. Uh, exactly. And like, what are you going to bring to the table if you're not happy? I think if if you mm. take time to really focus on yourself, and you're going to be such a better a better friend or a better partner or a better family member. So I think it's so important just to, right, I'm going to focus on myself and then the people around me will also be happier because I'm happier, so.
Yeah, great. So, um, I mean, we've talked already about hobbies and and do things that we normally didn't do back in the days. Uh, but still, we we had the chance to spend so much time on our own, uh, thinking about sometimes how to kill time because, like you said, you know, uh, not socializing on some jobs it's you know very difficult like our jobs in particular so we spend so much time on our own lockdown but you maybe have found some things you you've been so passionate about like uh we've talked great about our podcast um hobby which is great and um but is there something else you haven't like shared already about you know um things that you've discovered being so passionate about things you rediscovered that you normally didn't do back in the days and that is helping you out to be uh, you know quite happy during this period and um any hobbies apart from our music and visual arts um what have i done i mean it's still quite music based <laughs> sorry to carry on going about music oh yeah um, but <laughs> But I've I've been trying to like properly research into musicians' albums, and I'm trying to listen to one new album um, every couple of days, and then like just fully like researching into it, like who produced it, when did it come out, oh, which yeah. favorite songs and stuff, like which are my favorite lyrics, things like that. But then that's like a music-based hobby, so I've kind of like defeated the the question. <laughs> um, Reddit's like, lover, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> well, like. <laughs> In terms of hobbies, um, at the moment I haven't got that much. I mean, I've always been like. Massively... I mean, you mentioned like a journaling, which is like helping you out. Maybe it's something that you didn't do a lot back in the days. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done the generic like 5k runs, which like everyone in England have taken on in the last year or so. But I mean, I was always like, I've always been like a massive fitness freak anyway. Um, yeah. But. You know what, honestly, it's quite depressing to say, but I really haven't found much else. I think I was always in, work-wise, I've always been in my passion and in what I really want to do. So I guess it's just carried on, really. I um, haven't had any, like, crazy hidden talents, which I found in lockdown. Um, Yeah. Sorry to disappoint, <laughs> I haven't got really a good answer for that. No, no, I mean, actually, you can sum up this answer in one song. Carry on! <laughs> exactly, exactly, just carrying on. <laughs> Although, I, uh, it's not really a hobby, um, but just taking more time for myself and, like, self-discovery and, like, all that jazz. Oh, my um, God, that's a which very good hobby, actually. <laughs> because yeah, well, you like, end up doing things. <laughs> that you normally don't do anything. Yeah. yeah, so I'd say my hobby has been figuring myself out because I ha- didn't ever really have time to do it when my work was like every day and it's really crazy and all over the place. So maybe that's my hobby, just figuring out myself. <laughs> okay, so you've made me think of uh, one final question. And um, when this is, because like I said already, it's, it's going to be a temporary situation, but when this will be over, um, what will be your biggest uh, ambition? And it can be anything, not necessarily related with your job or anything like you think about the future. What, what, where do you see yourself in the future? I mean, uh, in, a, in a very happy place, obviously, but what, like, 
what what would be your ambition if you if you have thought about it? I mean, we we yeah. we're thinking a lot about ourselves these days. So, but it's good to it's like very difficult to think about in a long term situation because planning is tough these days. But still, when this will be over, what what are you going to do? Like, what what will you be like working on in order to feel you know grateful even more in the future? So it's a good question. And I think in all honesty, I've found at the moment in my 20s, what makes me happy is documenting people's journeys. And it makes me so happy. It brings me so much joy. And I was asked this question a few years ago, you know, like, where do you see yourself in five years time? And honestly, I want to be doing exactly what I'm doing. But just, I don't want to say to a bigger level, but I guess just carry on doing what I'm doing, carry on meeting new people working with different people who inspire me. Um, I definitely prioritise what makes me happy over um, like materialistic things, I think. Like, I just I just want to create and I just want to work with cool people and it's what I've done for the last couple of years and just want to carry on. Yeah, and just find happiness in what you like. Yeah, actually, I'd say one thing that I really, really want um, to do is I really want to travel abroad for work. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like toying. So for the last like two, three years, I was like, right, do I go traveling? Because I've been wanting to move to Australia for like years, probably inspired by the photographer, Niram Hickanson, who I was obsessed with when I was younger. But mm-hmm. I was tied between moving to Australia for a year, um, just taking myself out of like my comfort zone, whatever, or carrying on at work. and work started to go really well and I figured right if I can carry on shooting then hopefully it'll get to a point where I'm then taken away for work and then I can combine both work which makes me happy and travel and experience different cultures and countries and yeah so I'd say doing what I'm doing right now but just a, a more yeah just just carrying it on really and hopefully seeing more of the world of it. Carry on part two carry on part two yes (laughs) thank you very much Cara for your time it's been it's been great to catch up and um, do you have something else you want to say um, to all of our listeners anything that you haven't shared yet um oh (laughs) I don't know um let me let me just have a think um (laughs) I'd say, I'd say it's totally fine to be all over the place, feel a bit lost and not really know what you're doing, but just remember that everyone is in exactly the same boat. Yeah. And it took me a while to realise that. I was like, oh, I'm the only person like this. And then I thought, you know what, like everyone is going through a crazy time. And if you feel awful, just think it's, it's a crazy time. Like, of course, you're not going to feel 100%. And that's totally fine. It's totally normal. Mm. and um yeah and spend less time on social media <laughs> that's my <laughs> advice for anyone so, um, and carry yeah. on part three <laughs> Ca- carry on part three <laughs> thank you so much and i i really i really hope to you know get back to london and work again on our projects and uh, and gather with you know as many people as many talented uh, creative um, artists and people that makes uh, this um, life a little bit more colorful because mm-hmm. these days it, it looks a little bit gray <laughs> even though it's snowing back there <laughs> so very white yeah. 
yeah but still yeah this is my biggest um my biggest hope for maybe the end of this year i don't know <laughs> we can foresee but like as soon as it's possible obviously to you know get back and do things that we normally used to do and that made us feel great so thanks again cara it's been a pleasure and um thank you guys for listening to us and i um hope to um release another episode very soon with the laura Chas podcast cheers thank you thank you